This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So the minister in the presidency, Kumbozo Nchabeni, says there is no reason for civil society to fear the introduction of a new intelligence law that will subject some non-governmental organizations and churches to security vetting. The General Intelligence Laws Amendment Bill is due to be tabled in Parliament soon, but it has already sparked alarm from legal commentators and human rights watchdogs. Speaking to the Parliamentary Press Gallery Association during the week, uh, Ms. Nchabeni said that the changes are necessary to get South Africa off an international grey list for its ineffective measures to combat money laundering. Let's uh, uh, talk to consultant with Alt uh, Alternative Advisory and uh, Alt Advisory and Acting Director of Intel. What, Murray Hunter? You've had a change of title in the meantime. <laughs> Good morning, TT. Yeah, I'm working with uh, Intel. Watch. It's a new organization that's actually trying to tackle this exact stuff, which is the need for intelligence laws to be. Yeah, to be better and to, to, to fix some of the problems we had with state capture and other such things. Before we delve deeper into what the Act actually, or the amendment uh, to this bill actually seek to do, what do you say in response to what the minister, uh, 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 the minister's comments about this piece of legislation? I think it's very concerning. Uh, you know, we can talk more about what's in this new intelligence bill, but mm. at the end of the day, the concerns that uh, we have is that that. At the heart of the state capture era was the failure to take seriously the need for our security agencies to be subject to clear rules, to clear guidance, to do their jobs, um, to better oversight. And so many years have passed, we've been waiting for all those recommendations about fixing intelligence laws to come into force. And instead, what we hear is from the minister that, no, we're not going to fix any of those problems. We're going to introduce new powers. Uh, that, 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 you know, I, so I don't think she's really engaged with the concern seriously. But it's very difficult to start to engage with them without talking about what's wrong with the bill. Indeed. Uh, but certainly let's don't go agree. there. Mm. Well, yeah. let's go there. I mean, um, the, the bill seems to target specifically civil society groups and uh, NGOs, which we have often heard the rhetoric from uh, um, the governing party in particular, you know, accusing them of being agents of, you know, foreign agents and so forth. And, yeah, so it seems to be targeted particularly at those groupings. So, so in fact, it, it, it's a little bit broader than that. Mm. I mean, it, I would say that this is one, one or two lines within legislation that has other problems as well. Mm. But what it says is that so, so this, uh, the state security agency has a mandate to do security vetting of, of, you know, of, of people who are working for government departments or people who are going to be contractors, like they're going to do business with the state, um, which is fair enough. But what it now does, will it, it will expand their mandate, no? um, and it will include now the mandatory vetting of anyone who wants to start a nonprofit organization or a religious organization. So we shouldn't forget about the religious organization mm. as a problem as well. Mm. Um, and you know, and, and that, that, that's essentially those are the two lines in the bill. They're not explained elsewhere. And the minister's comments this week are the first time that we've really heard someone try to try to explain or justify what's going on there. I don't think that this in any way would fix the problems that the minister is talking about, which is that South Africa has been grey listed for mm. its failure to deal with 
uh, money laundering, international money laundering issues. Um, but actually, uh, you know, there's this big question about why would you be doing security vetting of someone who wants to start a nonprofit organization or, or religious organization mm. mandatorily? Um, one of the problems that we had in the state catcher area is that the state security agency was way behind in its security vetting. Mm. You know, so people who were actual security threats were put into key positions, um, either as people uh, um, working within the state or people doing business with the state. And we know that that led to a number of problems and, and a commission of inquiry, right? Um, but then key appointments weren't being made because there was delays in security vetting. How many times did you pick up the papers or you know, read the news mm. or whatever, and it says, you know, parliamentary committee to appoint members of the SABC or to appoint members of the AG or whatever have been delayed because security vetting hasn't happened yet, etc. So what the state is now saying is that they're going to do way more security vetting of mm -hmm. people who aren't actually even doing business with the state, um, which is going to lead, frankly, it's going to lead to more delays. It's going to lead to mm -hmm. less secure, um, a less secure framework. It's, it's, it's interesting because I am curious as to what has been identified about these particular organizations, the uh, NGOs and the religious uh, organizations uh, that for perhaps sets them apart, say, from uh, political parties, you know, if uh, in terms of uh, whatever nefarious activities they could get up to. Why would you, why would uh, anyone not wanting to form a political party as well not be subject to this type of um, scrutiny? Yeah, and I, I mean, to be honest, we don't want, we won't want that either, right? Mm, you mm. actually, I mean, the, 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 the basic principle is the state security agency, it has, an, it has a legitimate role, an important role within society. Mm. But it is so important for that to be a very narrow role, that they get involved in legitimate national security matters. They stay out of politics and public life. Um, they intervene only when there is a clear and obvious and undeniable um, uh, uh, threat related to you know, public safety and national security. And whenever we've had problems, it's because the agency has suddenly this broader mandate. They can get involved in, 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 a, in a lot more things. They can get involved potentially in anything. You know, they start this, and, and, and in the 2010s and onwards, we saw that the state security agency became arguably one of the most powerful institutions in government. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and certainly seek to set the political and policy agenda for the rest of the government department. And what we want is a much more narrow mandate for them. We want a clearer mandate. We want them to do fewer things and we want them to do them well. And we want to do those things. We want them to be working to a clear set of rules that keep them in line and ensures you know, protections from, firstly, from corruption if they capture, and secondly, protections mm -hmm. against mm -hmm. uh, abuses of, of you know, uh, constitutional rights. You know, the, the the question has been raised as well about, obviously, as you say, constitutional rights and so on, the invasion of privacy and that sort of thing, that uh, um, this piece of legislation, if not, uh, um, you know, if, uh, if it doesn't have further uh, changes or if it's not revisited, that it could open, it could definitely be open for a constitutional law challenge here. Or a, a, a challenge at the constitutional court. I think that that is. I mean, it's certainly it's 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 a, it's a concern. There's a lot in here where there are questions about whether it would pass constitutional muster. I think you know, T.J. I'm going to say, step, taking a step back, why do we? You know, why is this bill being introduced in the first place? Mm. There is actually real need for for a new intelligence bill. 
mm. because we had the Zondo Commission. We had, you know, uh, early in the Ramaphosa's uh, Ramapos, first presidency, he had a commission of experts look into state security. Mm. Uh, there have been court cases, all these other things that say you need to amend the laws relating to the state security agency. And so people have been waiting for a bill to come, but that bill is meant to be doing a bunch of things that this new intelligence law doesn't do. So, for example, improving oversight of the intelligence services, uh, making sure that there's better um, uh, uh, auditing and, and, and financial oversight. Um, making sure that there is more accountability within the agency. These are things that the Zondo Commission, for example, recommended. Mm. And none of that stuff is in this bill. And so we're saying, hey, listen, you've been waiting all these years. You've introduced this new legislation, but it's not actually fixing any of the problems that were on your to-do list. It's introducing this new stuff. Um, and mm. I think these are different reasons why this thing just needs, you know, we, we, we actually need to put a pause on this. Yeah. Parliament is going to receive this, you know, Unfortunately, historically, members of parliament have not been, uh, when it comes to national security matters, they don't really find their voices. You know, they just mm. have historically sort of passed the, passed the, the bills as they've been uh, set before them. Okay. This is something where you need members of parliament from all parties to actually take quite a serious look at this um, and send it back to the drawing board. Murray Hunter, consultant with Alton Advisory and acting director at Intel Watch. Thank you so much for talking to us. I appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.